goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP seasons. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Oh, in the end zone! Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! I love the upside, the athleticism. Alright, what is going on everybody? Week 7 of the NFL season is in the books and we are going to be reacting to these Week 7 games. What's going on Tom? What's going on Dom? How are we doing? What's up, guys? We had six teams on by, but honestly, I thought the games were at least entertaining to an extent this past weekend. I feel like we it was kind of a gross slate looking at it, but I honestly thought most of the games came through. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, the, the, a few of the games we thought were going to be close were kind of like uneventful, but overall, pretty decent slate. Yeah, it started started a little slow, and then it ended a little early. We had a full hour gap between the last 4 o'clock game and then the night game, which we usually don't have. Usually at least one game runs late, so it was a condensed yeah. week for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, before we hop in, I'll talk, we'll briefly kind of go over the Jaguars-Saints game. So when you guys saw the Week 7 preview, uh, we finished recording that about an hour before that game started, I believe. And me and Tom both took the Saints. Dom took the Jaguars. Honestly, I want to say right now, the Saints are cooked, man. I know the salary cap isn't real, but this team is like, they're screwed <laughs> basically for the next couple of years. I know they can keep pushing the cap back and back, but it doesn't help when your team, like these players aren't getting any better anymore. And they're stuck with David Carr, or excuse me, Derek Carr for the next few seasons. And he is no better than Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton have been for them. I don't know. I can't watch this team anymore. I mean, I said it on the preview. I said on the preview that Derek Carr is awful. The play calling is awful. And you guys were still like, oh, Saints. I just thought Lawrence was hurt. It's in New Orleans. They have a good home crowd. I mean, they had chances to win this game, I thought, like in the beginning, and they just, they sucked. Plus it's Thursday. Like, anything happened on Thursday. For real. Well, and they really should have tied the game. I mean, Foster Moreau dropped the Mm game-tying touchdown pass. Like, he really should have had that. Um... And they forced, like, turnovers. I think they had two or three forced turnovers. Like, they kept doing it. They just couldn't get in the end zone when it mattered the most. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I mean, that division. um, (laughs) I mean, that that hurts Tom's Saints uh, division pick. But uh, I don't even want to talk about the NFC South. It's by far the worst division (laughs) in the league. And you can't, like, Derek Carr is getting mad. You just don't want to talk about it because you're the Panthers. No, but honest. Okay, either way, like, I'll throw that out. This division is is so bad to watch. Every quarterback stinks in it. No, no, no. We're going to get to the nail-biter that was this the NFC South rivalry game in a little bit, but I don't know. You can't hate on that game too much. All right, let's just talk about it now. I can't watch Desmond Ritter anymore. I can't. Baker right. Mayfield, I, he started off all right. <laughs> He's also not good either. I, it, right. This was brutal to watch. Fact or fiction, Desmond Ritter had zero interceptions this week. <laughs> yeah, but he also fact. had a jogging to the end zone. Don't care. Uh, How many fumbles uh, did he drop? All right, but that's uh, actually... I actually want to spin zone that. So he had two fumbles on the one yard line and the falcons still won this game like (laughs) realistically there's a world where the falcons win this game 30 to 13 and just and it's just considered a blowout i'm i'm no epa um i'm no epa genius but that sounds like uh a lot of points are left on the field by him fumbling on the one yard line especially by him jogging to the end zone and getting it punched out for a touchback i mean that was just awful the second fumble wasn't much better because drake london was like half an inch short of the end zone but like either either way there's still they're just not finishing. Like, they're so close to being, like, a very good team. 
they just make so many small mistakes that they add up, and like this week, it didn't really matter too much for them. No, I mean this is the Falcons we're talking about. Like this is like it, it was it was they're the team that makes those kind of mistakes, and then or they just blow it every single every single year. So that's kind of what we expect from them at this point. No Bijan either. As a salty Bijan owner, started him this week, and he gets one carry okay, for three yards. Me, like, I don't want to hear it. You're texting yeah. me at like four thirty. Well, oh, you're gonna beat me! Like you're being like you're being so dramatic, bro. Like and you beat me like twenty five, dude. Yeah, I mean you had you had such a good chance to win, and you had Puka who was going off. You had Cup and Keenan, and then Cup and Keenan kind of disappointed. I thought for sure you should have beat me. Yeah, like, and Jeff Wilson got a nice one point. I played Jerry Judy, man. That's that's bad. I had to play Jerry Judy. I was that desperate because because DK was up? out, but. Uh, I think he got like an 10-ish. Uh, I think he did like 4 oh, for 60, for something like that. That's more than double what Cooper Cup did, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Crazy, man. Like, now I have to start Cooper Cup and Puka every single week because we'll just gonna, they, Puka. Average, they average 25, I mean, they average 50 points a week between the, between the two of them. Like, that's like their, their, uh, What's wrong their with that? added together total for, for since Cooper Cup's come back. You could just trade Puka to me for Javante Williams if we can call it a day. Like, it's that easy. I'm not I'll give you Darrell Henderson, too. I'll swing the deal. Williams. Williams I'll, I'll swing the deal. Um, all right. So, that was, the, uh, yeah, the Falcons beat the Bucks 16-13. It was a gross one. Yeah, they're in the dri- yeah, they're in the driver's seat now for the division. I mean, it's early. 4-3, they- man. 4-3. They're 2-0 in the division. They've already beat the Bucks and the Panthers. So, if they could just beat the Saints once, I mean, they're kind of cruising along. I'm I'm gonna say okay. don't count the Panthers out, man. Don't count the Panthers out. This division. I'm counting them out. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so a game I thought was gonna be the complete opposite kind of way it went. Um, with the score wise, the Bears beat the Raiders thirty to twelve. Tyson Badgent, uh, twenty one for twenty nine, one sixty two. Actually didn't look terrible. Kept them in this game. And Dante Foreman, man, maybe this guy like he's balled out on multiple teams. I feel like in the past with the Titans and the Panthers, and this guy just like plays his first game of the season, balls out for the Chicago Bears and the Raiders, man. They're like, I, I guess they can't be at rock bottom since they're three and four, but like, I mean, they got to develop Brian Horace. So I'm glad he started this game. He's a real young and up and coming quarterback. Uh, I don't know, man. I think Devontae Adams might request a trade soon, the way this team's looking. They, they, they say sure they're not trading him. And they, they kind of forced They gave him 12 targets. Yeah, good but for him. Regardless. And I think Jacoby got 13 as well. So, I mean, like, they're yeah, good Jacoby one two Martin punch. Devontae Adams again. Yeah. And then, every, uh, yeah, because he got the touchdown. And then everybody was hyping up Michael Mayer this week, and then he ended up getting like i think 13 yards yeah he got four targets josh jacobs has been just abysmal this year but i mean it's not his fault they're always down and they're they're trying to pass the ball the time yeah i made a very big brain uh trade in another league i i picked up michael mayer i I was i had like a tight end rotation like luke musgrave and uh logan thomas for my tight ends like to start the year and then i traded michael mayer chris olave and trevor lawrence for Fields, Mark Andrews, and JSN. So big brain by me. <laughs> Except right. Fields is like worse than their current quarterback. Yeah, but my starting <laughs> two was my quarterback regardless. So okay, uh, so. I, sh- I should have included that. So I traded backup quarterback, and I think I may have. I the way Olave's been looking with how bad Carr's been, maybe it'll be a double upgrade. So do we officially have a quarterback battle on our hands now? When once Justin Fields is healthy, I mean he has one win <laughs> in what the past twelve months, and this guy's one and zero now. <laughs> Dude, honestly. Yeah, pretty much. Could be. Um, a game that I thought this week was going to be kind of a crappy one, and uh, like the Browns still ended up winning 39-38, but we thought it would maybe look like it was going to be 9-8 to was the final score. Like This game was an entertaining one for something that can um, had Gardner Mischu go up against P.J. Walker. Like This game was really good. 
Jerome Ford, like, what do you get? A 69 yard touchdown, like right off the game, um, right when it started. <laughs> Josh Downs gets like a 59 yard touchdown as well, like right back at him. Some defensive touchdowns in this game. Minshew, I think, had two rushing touchdowns. And yeah, this was actually like arguably game of the week. I guess we could probably say it was game of the week, right? It was definitely yeah, the most back and forth. That's that's for sure. I think there were. I think I don't know if I saw this stat right. I think they said there were like eight different lead changes in this game. It's I don't crazy. know if that's right. And I feel like but. it was like 39-38 is obviously a ton of points for this game, but I feel like the defense was still solid um, like for what it was. It wasn't like both defenses were like absolute dog shit in this game. Like, I don't know. Minshew did throw for 305 on just 15 um, completions. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> Honestly, it is. Uh, like Pittman had two for eighty-three, Pierce had three for fifty-three. Down, uh, uh, Josh Downs had five for one twenty-five, and the Colts fall to three and four. Honestly, respectable three and four. And the Browns somehow four and two, man. Because Deshaun Watson, I think in fantasy, got like a negative one point five, and he had one th- yep. five for five passing yards and an interception. So bad. yeah, but like honestly, like the one bad thing that stands out from this game, it has to be the refs. Like the the Browns oh, got the bailed out. End. Yeah, well, two plays at the end. They called um they called a penalty that was like on Amari Cooper like he drew the penalty it was not a penalty and then they threw the ball like ten yards out of bounds they called it pi like mm, that, that was so bad just back to back bad plays at the end kind of ruined this game and like Deshaun Watson we what are we doing with him like is he even know. if he's not hurt There's, like you can't play him at this point you're stuck with him done. I think he got a concussion right so he should be yeah. back next week. I mean, no, you're paying him so, (laughs) dude. He's you're paying him so much money. You have to, you have to pay, uh, play him. And honestly, like PJ Walker was like fine, but he didn't show anything where he should be like playing over Watson. Yeah, Walker had a really bad underthrow. I think it was to Cooper, a really bad underthrow. They wanted him getting picked off. That was like a sure touchdown. Had that be if he throws it to the other shoulder. As an Amari Cooper owner, yeah, I know, I know which play you're talking about. Yeah, but so that speaking of wide receivers in this game, Josh Downs, he is looking pretty good for a rookie. I think he's on pace for almost a thousand yards. He's only got two scores, but it's like seven games in, so it's like four and a half scores on pace, thirty three receptions already. Like he's looking very good, like for somebody who could like with the with if Andy Richardson comes back next year, hopefully healthy. Um, him, Pittman, you always hear about Alec Pierce, uh, every so... single year as a deep sleeper in fantasy with J T. <laughs> it's a nice little nice little uh, core they got going on there in Indianapolis. So, Tom, I don't want to rant on your parade, but I was looking at Josh Downs about two weeks ago, and I was like, ooh, like, he's been playing pretty good with, like, Minshew, but he's got these two bad games. Like, let me look into these two games. They were two games started by Anthony Richardson. And the Richardson games? Yeah, like, like, all right. There Um, was, he did good with Minshew, I think it was week, like, two or three, and then again in week, like, five, and, like, the bad games by AR were just, like, snuck right in between them. So, I don't know. It's... He's he's been doing better right, with Minshew. I'm not saying I'm not saying well, AR is bad. AR narrative, it has to it has to stay this way. Yeah, <laughs> you can fine. make an argument. He's been like the third best rookie receiver, fourth best, like right after Puka, Zay Flowers, and like him and Addison. I you could probably put in there right now. I yeah, think he's been be better than Addison. Addison. Addison, yeah, honestly, like that one game, he only has like 280 yards in the year. Yeah, and I think um, as somebody Mike, very watching very closely for his overprop of six fifty seven and a half, uh, I am uh, or six seventy yeah, five and a half. JSN uh, finally goes. Uh, JSN got he his did. first touchdown. Quinn Johnson's been very disappointing this season. Um, Awful. Oh, I didn't check his box score for this week. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. Did he get a <laughs> I think he got. I think he got two targets and he That's caught one an of improvement. them. Who was it? Uh, Quinn, Quinn Johnson. Oh, he had one catch for twenty. Yeah, that's pretty good, good for him. Nice. It was a nice play though. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's the little things, right? Uh, a big upset game of the week. Maybe the biggest upset? I'm trying to think. Yeah, right? Uh, Pats beating the Bills in New England. So. Um, they were, I'm not sure what, I think they were, yeah, seven and a half point underdogs. They ended up winning by four. Guys, maybe we're doing, maybe we're like completely doing a 180 on Mac Jones. Is he the franchise? Is he the guy? Is he going to hey, be I, back next year? I told you, brother. The Patriots I'm, I'm are playing games they were not supposed to win, and they finally got a game they were supposed to win, and here he is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they're supposed to win this game. No, they're not. They were dogs by over a touchdown. Yeah, um, seven yeah, and a half. It was, it was only eight and a half. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this this is a typical AFC East. Like, you go into New England, and it's it could, no matter how good the other team is, the Patriots could always pull them together and beat the other team. I'm, mm, I'm going to go with a different standpoint. I think this is panic button for the Bills. Like, the Patriots have just been so bad that I think the Bills should have won this Four game. Four and three? Have, like they, the Bills should have won this game if they wanted to prove they're a series team this year, and they yeah. let Mac yeah, Jones drop. The Bills had a couple ugly wins too. The Giants win was not pretty. They did blow out the Finns, which is good. And who? And yeah, blew out the Commanders, blew out the Raiders. Their loss. Uh they lost to the Jaguars, Pats, and Jets. Jets week one. Jets are kind of scrappy. Jets are not bad. And they had Aaron Rodgers for that game too. That was a punt return. Oh, four plays. That was a punt return. So. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but uh, also yeah. Josh Allen did um, have like four fumbles that game, so it's not like it's not like the uh, it was a a forty to forty shootout and Josh Allen was keeping him in that game. Like he scored, did he even score the second half? In this uh, pass game or in the Jets game? No, the Jets, no, Jets game keep the field goal. That's time expired. That was that was the last uh, the last score they had. Yeah. So the the Pats go to two and five. And we did not eliminate them from the playoffs um, yet, so they're going to be a candidate, even if no, they just won this past week. Uh, they're two and five. Bills are four and three. Um, and but the Dolphins also lost this week, so it's not like they lost too much ground for the um, for the AFC East crown. But yeah, definitely something's going on in Buffalo. They've been definitely disappointing this year. But shout out to Dalton Kincaid, eight for seventy five this game. Love to see it. Well, <laughs> from tight uh, end, Dawson, right and I think Dawson Knox is going to miss some time. So uh, yeah, Kincaid he just got might, wrist surgery, uh, right? Yeah, so Kincaid might keep balling for you. There we go. There we go. No Sam Laporta, though. Um, we'll hop to the Giants beating the Commanders at home, 14-7, to in maybe a shootout for all ages, 14-7. to I mean, it wasn't an entertaining game, but there was a lot of stuff going on, for sure. Um, poor Sam Howell. He's, like, on pace to be sacked for the most times in NFL history. I think he's, like, 37 or something. By through, insane uh, margin. Seven games, yeah. And he's. it looks like he's on pace to break David Carr's record. Um, and Tyra Taylor, man. Like, Tom, would you want to see Taylor continue to play quarterback? I know we just talked about it with Watson and Walker. A little bit different of a circumstance, but, I mean, Watson and Daniel Jones making some more money possibly. So, like, could this be a thing with Tyron Taylor or no? I'm not, I mean, I'm not hating it. Like, I I, I think although the Tyron Taylor scored uh, two touchdowns and no touchdowns, um, Jones, he has known a pick. He's taking care of the ball. Um, and... Daniel Jones is pretty much back to his rookie form besides the passing downfield. So he's been just a negative plays, negative playmaker for the Giants. I'm fine with Tyrod Taylor starting moving forward. Um, I think Daniel Jones probably still isn't going to play this week. Um, so I think if I think if Tyrod beats the Jets and the Giants go to 3-5 and five, with this stretch ahead of them, I would not be mad at all. Dable says, Jones, you're taking a, you're taking a, a, a backup job until you know, you're fully healthy, whatever. I, I just think I don't care about the money like I would rather just see the team play more competitively and that's what they're doing with Tyrod Taylor so with the Giants winning this game 
and Caleb Williams having an awful game for USC. Where do we stand on Caleb Williams to New York watch? What's the current level of that? Um, I think the Panthers um, kind of have him locked up already at this point. You, so You think a two-game lead is uh, too much for the Giants to overcome now? I I just I, I might I think a one game lead might be even if it was a JV team that had one win and the Panthers had no wins I think I'm still pretty in the clear, um, nah but I I, I would say I, I mean there's just way too much that has to happen for the Giants to wind up getting that first pick especially with already a two game lead on it I think Drake May or um what other whoever winds up being QB three is the more likely scenario but we'll see how the rest of the season goes um. I don't really know what Dave and Shane want to do. So, whatever yeah. winds up happening is what's going to happen. I'm not going to get my hopes up in week seven for the number one overall pick because the Jet fans did that in 2020 and it did not end well for them when they beat the Rams. That's true. <laughs> I know um, we joke about like things that, like, could you get like a one yard rush in the NFL? Could you do this or that? If like we just put like ourselves in an NFL game, could we all have caught that interception that Kayvon Thibodeau dropped? Oh man, there that was, was a, so bad. A, there was a video. The security guard, like he, he was like in the frame, like it was from the the back of view, and it saw go through Kayvon's hands, and the guy just goes like throws his hands up, like he was he was like visibly like annoyed, like a like a random security guard at MetLife. It was pretty funny, dude. That was so bad. Yeah, um, I saw that as well. Uh, but yeah, big one for the Giants, and just another L for the Commanders, and Ron Rivera probably possibly on fired watch to be maybe the first coach fired this season. Yeah, and shout out to yeah. us. I think four weeks ago we said Commanders like have a good shot of making the playoffs, and I'm pretty sure there were one and three since we said that. So, <laughs> bro, after week one, my overreaction was there's gonna be three NFC East teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I think yeah, I, think, I think I shut that down though. <laughs> yeah, not happening. Um, but that was a bad take by me. Good take by me was picking the Baltimore Ravens over the Detroit Lions this week. You guys both took the Detroit Lions. Um. So, the, yeah, the Ravens, this one wasn't even close. This was supposed to be game of the week. And, uh, yeah, the Ravens were three-point favorites, and they won by 32. Uh, they ended up winning 38-6. to Lamar Jackson basically dominated the first half in the whole game. I mean, I don't even know what really what happened with the Lions. I feel like they just weren't converting on third down. They were just making mental mistakes. Because, like, I don't know. I didn't even think they played that bad offensively. But just defensively, they weren't there. And we know that their team isn't great defensively either. And it's funny because it's like whenever a team wins such a big game or, like, they're getting all the hype. Like, everyone's talking about the Lions as a Super Bowl contender. They always seem to have like a letdown week, and this was definitely it. Um, as the Ravens continue to improve, man, five and two, they're looking good. They honestly should be six and one. They should have beat the Steelers. I mean, yeah, the Ravens, fact that they, they're just starting to look pretty good, especially with Lamar. Um, the one play at the end, the one play where he scrambled for like ten seconds, and he found Nelson Aguilar in the back of the end zone. Um, but they look like super dominant, like pretty much from start to finish, and the Lions look like like they had nothing going on. So, shout out Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking at the win probability. Exactly halfway through the second quarter, the Ravens are already at 98%, and it just stayed there. That's pretty funny to see. But one thing that stood out to me with the Ravens' offense, like Lamar was cooking, had 360 yards. Gus Edwards was the leading receiver with 80. Like, he just spread the ball out to everybody. Like, not yeah, one person got involved. involved. It was the one catch for 80 yards. <laughs> he had a little, like, dump off. He just went down the sideline, and, like, all these Lions, the Lions' offensive stats are all just second-half stats. Like, I think Goff had less than 100 yards at halftime. Gibbs literally did nothing in the first half, and then the second half was able to break off his first touchdown. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the Lions... I I, 19 <laughs> targets. Yeah, like, they just... This game got out of hand quick. It wasn't even on TV past, like, 2.30. It just was over. 
and uh, Dom Ted insult injury to you. This was your upset pick of the week it, too. For the it Lions was my upset Ravens. pick of the week. Yeah, I had the Lions plus three and a half. I mean, my upset of the week now the past two weeks has been against Baltimore. So going forward, I will not do that again. Um, <laughs> Wait, you're I not have... gonna take you're not gonna take Arizona this week. Bro, I'm like tempted to just because <laughs> honestly, I was tempted to just because like. Um, uh, Gannon is used to hurt, so like he knows how to stop a mobile quarterback. Like he's done that. He's got Kyler now, obviously, so like he kind of knows the whole mobile quarterback. He could shut down Lamar, but I can't do it. I'm not gonna do that to the Ravens again. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we'll stay with the AFC North, which kind of felt like a Steelers home game in LA. They beat the Rams 24 to 17. The Matt Canada special have a dog shit offense for the first three quarters, and then really turn it up and look like an average NFL offense for the rest of the game. I honestly do think that the Steelers deserve to win this game. I think most of their wins this year, I really couldn't say that. But yeah, I, I don't think the Rams played particularly well. And the Steelers actually look competent on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, one of their rushing touchdowns when Kenny Pickett got it was because C.J. Watt got an interception to start off the third quarter. And they did get very lucky with their spot at the end of the game. That was so bad, so bad of a spot. But there was like Awful. the pass interference, which also was bad. And then the taunting call was also bad. So like, it was kind of a shit show down the stretch. And I was just kind of happy that game was over. And the Steelers, man, four and two. Did not expect this after week one. No. And um, Najee, due to draft capital, holds on to his job for one more week. Jalen Warren is uh, still, but he's really um, creeping on the doorstep here. I think they both, I think Najee averaged like 3.7 yards a carry. Jalen Warren averaged five. They both, uh, scored a touchdown, but you you we talked about it before the, that one play where it could have been like a nice game. He just like ran, bounced it out for like a he like likes a, to bounce outside four yards. Yeah, it's yeah, hard so, to watch. But that Steelers was an upset pick though, so shout out they were the uh, I am the I am the sole the sole winner of the upset picks for the week on, yeah. on, yeah. on a two game upset streak. Commanders <laughs> was last week. Yeah, Kenny Pickett officially five and zero on extended rest, so I'm gonna store that one for um Love future. That. Once they get the uh, first round buy of the playoffs, I'll make sure to bet on him in the second week. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but no, like, I think I jokingly said it last week that Kenny Pickett is Mr. Fourth Quarter, and I don't know why, but he really just is. Like, he didn't score the touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but he led this offense down the field and just was making plays. And again, the first three quarters, he was awful. Like, just so bad. And then all of a sudden, he just becomes good. Like, him and Mac Jones are Mr. Fourth Quarter, which makes no sense whatsoever. But that's the world we're living in right now. Not at all. Honestly, though, I think this was by far his best game of the season. I actually didn't think he looked horrendous in the first three quarters, like, for something he did. The Steelers should have had a touchdown or at least the, like, ball on the five in the beginning of the game. And they, because uh, Deontay Johnson caught it down to the five, and then they called, like, a like a blindside hit on George Pickens, which it looked like it for sure. Um, so like George Pickens made two mental mistakes in this game um, and Deontay made one as well. And I honestly thought Pickens, or excuse me, Pickett looked pretty good. Him and Pickens were cooking um, and he made some nice throws to Deontay uh, Johnson as well. So the Steelers, four and two men, they're a half game behind the Ravens, but they will have the tiebreaker over them. And the Rams fall to three and four. I think more of what we expected them to be when the season started, but Puka Nakuya is that guy, man. Eight for 154. The dude's a beast. Um, so we'll hop into a game that was also like maybe not the most exciting one. Uh, division game, Seahawks uh, hosted the Arizona Cardinals. They won twenty to ten. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna really take away like that. I hate the Seahawks a little bit less, or I think less of them after this game because it was a division matchup, and those are obviously played more, um, I guess, physical. But I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a great performance from Geno and and the Seahawks in this one. I mean, to be fair, like the spread was eight and a half, and they won by ten. So like Seattle kind of did what they were supposed to do. That's um, fair. Again, the Cardinals, best first-half team in the world, worst second-half team. It makes no sense, like, how good they start, and then they just 
fall apart and crumble. Um, maybe the worst or one of the worst um, fake punt attempts. Like, I don't know what they were really trying to do there. Just did not, not even close to getting the first down. Um, and Josh Dobbs, I mean, he's still playing. That's that's basically the takeaway. <laughs> yeah. And they said uh, K- uh, Kyler Murray's just started practicing, right? So he might be back in he's, a few weeks. Yeah, he started, he got activated, I think, back on Wednesday, maybe. Hit the, the latest, yeah, the latest first game he could have would be week 10. So he'll be back by at least week 10. So uh, I expect it probably will take the full amount of time. I don't really see a reason to rush him back early. But I think Josh Dobbs, uh, the longer he plays, the more he's hurting himself in a future contract, I think. (laughs) Honestly, though, I think he's played all right this year where he's going to be like a backup for a while. Yeah, but like that's the thing is like you probably saw him those first like five weeks and the past few weeks is just like going downhill. (laughs) Yeah, no, you can't deny that. Um We'll talk about the Broncos Packers briefly. This was not a great matchup on on paper, and it really wasn't a great game. Multiple times where either team could have won this game, I was surprised it was this close towards the end of it. I thought the Broncos were going to actually, you know, have a nice, like, maybe double-digit win or at least, like, win by eight or more. Nope, the Packers had a really good chance to win this game down the stretch, but it was too little too late for Green Bay. They fall to two and four, and the Broncos improved to two and five. I mean, Mike, shout-out to Russell Wilson getting a win. Javante Williams, definitely his best game of the year. Tom, just want to write that down for any fantasy trades you want to make um and yeah jerry judy what what do you finish with uh fantasy wise uh he would have had a 12 in ppr because he didn't get a touchdown average five and a half yards to carry 15 for 82 pretty good it's pretty good three catches passing threat better than Eckler. yeah i I think i should probably trade for him now that i'm probably i think maybe all right if you don't want to puka i'll do cup like i'll settle buy low sell high (laughs) all right (laughs) there you go get on with it Uh, but yeah, you guys have anything to say about this game specifically or nothing much? Uh, I mean, the Packers are... I thought after they came back, was it week three, week two, that um, that 20 to nothing comeback, I was like, oh, they, they, Jordan Love might be able to, you know, keep them in games, but I feel like they look worse every single week. Like, he, like it was embarrassing on primetime, that Thursday night game or the Monday night game um, when he threw three interceptions, and now they lose to Denver, so Green Bay seems to approaching that full rebuild mode yeah you can't come you can't come off a bye and play a team as bad as the broncos and then just have this performance like just was not was not good um wasn't really good on either side of the ball i mean they held the broncos to 19 but their defense i don't think had a sack i don't think forced a turnover like they really didn't do anything on defense uh it's just that the broncos offense like 19 for them is pretty like kind of like a high number for them honestly so um yeah just not great overall, in my opinion. I think the Packers, I said it going into the year, I didn't think they'd be great, and Jordan Love's come back down to earth now, so. For sure. But one thing I do want to just point out quick, so like I just find it interesting how every year it's always like, is Aaron Jones going to keep the starting job? Like, uh, AJ Dillon's kind of like right behind him. They drafted him so high. Aaron Jones gets hurt this year, is out for five games. And then Aaron Jones gets eased back in. He had eight carries for 35 from his hamstring injury. Injury. And AJ Dillon just doesn't. He it's like he doesn't want to be the starter. Like he has so many opportunities to just be really good. And even when he out opportunity to um, Aaron Jones almost two to one on the ground, average less yards per carry. He's doing making minimal minimal changes um, positively for his team. He had the two receptions of thirty four yards, but one of them was a twenty nine yard little uh, catch. So I I just think it's it's kind of funny how Aaron Jones just continues to have a firm hold in that starting job i think next year next week he'll probably be fully back into it it's a hamstring you really want to ease those ease it back into it most times yeah this has definitely been aj Dillon's like worst season by far 
has not done much. Yeah, he's definitely been disappointing this season. So we'll stay in the uh, the AFC West, uh, where the Chiefs kind of dominated the Chargers, at least more in the second half. I find this game funny because <laughs> I was watching this game with my dad, and he was like, it was, uh, what was it? It was like... 24 to 17 at halftime and he goes what yeah. was the over in this game it yeah. wasn't like 50 something was i was like no it was 48 and a half um and he goes wow well it's 48 at the half this has to be the biggest lock ever nope it, or excuse me it was 41 at half nope there was one touchdown scored in the second half to make the final over um to be at 48 so the under did hit uh which i just thought was funny the chargers scored zero points i feel like they didn't even have the ball in the second half at all either and mahomes threw for 424 kelsey dominated 12 for 179 and the chiefs are six and one they won the division we can lock it up already yeah three game lead it's over yeah, yeah. and we know that he's not losing to the broncos either right no shot why are they playing again like that's kind of irrelevant for like this conversation but whoever made the schedule why are they playing the broncos twice within like 15 days or is do they play like two different weeks or three weeks or two weeks apart yeah and the giants go with the eagles this year oh yeah because they played the they just played the broncos and yeah they got them next week yeah so that's weird um but for this game though i'm honestly surprised brandon staley didn't get fired because as a defensive head coach, you would think you would try to guard Travis Kelsey when you know Travis Kelsey is going idea. to get the ball. Like, <laughs> like, stop playing zone coverage and just put a man on him and let the man just run around with him. Like, I don't understand what he was doing. Kelsey cooks the Chargers every single time. And again, this was probably one of his better games, uh, yardage and catch-wise. Like, it makes no sense that the Chargers did not make any adjustments in this game. Yeah. Zero. And... The, see, the, yeah, this is looking rough for the Chargers. I mean, they're two and four. I feel like um, if there's a team that like would go two and four and that could still make the playoffs in the AFC as a seventh seed, like it's definitely the Chargers. I probably have more faith in them than I do in like the Raiders or the Jets, obviously because of Justin Herbert and this offense. But it just feels like it's like lackluster at times and. They underachieve, man. I mean, like, nobody expected them to win this game. They were five and a half point underdogs. I picked them as my underdog. I thought maybe maybe they'd win a game. It's a surprise. <laughs> but I guess I expected them to win. <laughs> so I, I should say that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just disappointing. I wonder if they will fire uh, Brandon Staley soon. Um, but, yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about that game or hop into Sunday night? Uh, I'm just yeah, disappointed. I'm just disappointed for fantasy because they don't play again until week 18. So, like, I'm not going to get oh, a Chelsea it doesn't opportunity. Matter. Yeah. So I, I know because hoping... there's so many guys that are rostered in this and – just so many uh, playoff uh, I was hoping they'd cool. match up in week like 16 or 17, so that way Kelsey's prime for semifinals or finals. Oh, for but the no. fantasy championship? Yeah, but it's not it's not till week 18, so <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, game of the week, possibly on paper. I mean, we did say possible game of the year in the preview video. Uh, Eagles against the Dolphins. Did it feel like a big game, though, Sunday Night Football? Um, the Eagles wearing the Kelly Green jerseys. I love them. I don't know why they don't wear them more often. And, uh, yeah, the Eagles kind of dominated at least more in the second half, it looked like. Uh, they ended up winning 31-17. They advanced to 6-1 and one on the season. And I – are we going to say that they're the best team in the NFL still? Or do no. we still want to say it's the Chiefs? No, it's still the Chiefs. I'm still saying the Niners. You think the Niners are better than this Eagles team? Yes. Even with Kevin Byard now I, added to the Eagles? He He's – no. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I, it's just some of this it's, offense, like I, it's just so hard to stop because all they need they get four basically plays for ten yards. All they got to do is get to the one yard line on three plays, well, and then they yeah, basically even, get an automatic first down. I mean, even Sirianni yeah, came out play last night, and Sirianni came out and straight up said, "Yeah, it's first and nine every time." Like when the head coach is saying that, like, come on, <laughs> it's it literally is though. Like it, it's like I said this from the jump. They need nine yards for a first down. They need ninety nine for a touchdown, and. The Dolphins were down a touchdown with like 10 minutes left, and they get a three and out on the Eagles' 30. Like, 
And then they wind up just marching on the field and doing two more tush pushes, I think, and scoring a touchdown and eat all the clock. Like, it's ridiculous that a team is able to do that, but, I mean, when you have that good of an offensive line and Jalen Hurts who squats 600 pounds, I mean, you can get the one yard pretty much every time. But, yeah. I mean... And I, f- I feel like we don't think of the Dolphins any different, too. Like, their two L's this season have been against the Bills in Buffalo and against the Eagles in Philly. I'm I mean, their concerned. wins maybe aren't the most... Im- what did you say, Dom? I'm a little concerned. I go on. You're concerned? I think me and Don a little bit. have the same thing here. I mean, I don't think that they're the best team in the NFL, but I wouldn't say that there's, like, I still think that they can make the AFC Championship game, depending on how the seeding goes. Like, I still like them over the Bengals. I still like them over the Ravens, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't doubt that, but the fact that Tua has significantly struggled on the road. He His road and home splits are kind of eye-opening once you really look into it. And again, I said it in the preview video, they haven't really played any good teams. Like, they haven't beaten any good teams. They beat up on all the bad teams. So if they have to go up against the Bills or go up against the Eagles, like, if they have to go on the road to the Chiefs or on the road to whoever wins the AFC North, like, I think that could be problematic for them down the line. And um, it also doesn't help that the NFL rigged this game for the Eagles. 10 nothing in penalties. Like, there wasn't a single penalty called on the Eagles this entire game. Like, that... I don't know, and the, Dolph- and the Dolphins had some bad penalties called. Like, the one roughing the passer on Hurts was an awful call. Um, just throughout the game, like, I don't know. It just seemed just nothing was going their way in this game. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, oh, they got their home against the Chiefs in two weeks. We'll get to see that, but that's a nope. that's a Germany game. Never no, mind. 9.30 in the morning. Can't wait. <laughs> that's a crazy <laughs> game to start. Um, but they go to they do get the Cowboys at home in December. Um, that's like one of their next toughest games. They do have a not too hard of a schedule, honestly. Like Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets. Um, that's a nice stretch. But then they go to Baltimore on New Year's Eve. That's going to be a cold one. So that'll yeah. be a tough test. I mean, I'm not concerned with like the Dolphins making the playoffs and getting a high seed. I'm concerned if if they finally match up with a good team, they will get exposed like this, and then their season's just over. That's what I'm more concerned about. I think they'll rattle off 11, 12 wins. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried that when it matters most and they play a good team, they're just, boom, done out of it. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much all the games from week seven. Uh, we are recording this before the Vikings-Niners games. We all did predict the Niners to beat the Vikings in the preview episode. So by the time you guys are hearing this, we could all look like fools and the Vikings pulled off an upset or uh, we basically picked chalk with the Niners to beat the Vikings. So uh, something we've been doing every week that we're going to continue to do is eliminate a team for making the playoffs and we're pretty much like seeing how far we can go. We've already eliminated the Bears, the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Giants, and the Broncos. Who do you guys want to... Do you guys want to do the Patriots this week? Do we want to do the Jets? Do we want to throw the Titans in there? No. I was going to say, I feel like... Oh, the Titans going to lose the bye? <laughs> no, no. The, tit- the Titans next week play the Falcons. They're going to get a win coming off a bye at home. That's a win. Uh, Desmond, Ritter ain't winning an- Desmond Ritter ain't winning another road game. Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could do the, pa- uh, the Packers. I, I mean, don't want to think- do the Rams. I no, think no, no, no. honestly, I think it, I think kind of the Packers two and four now. Yeah, yeah, they have Packers the are two and four, are five, and the Lions are five and two. Yeah, Patriots yeah, are two they're and down five. Three in the, I think I think it might be the Packers. They're down three in the win column in their in their division already. Well, I don't really care about the division so much. It's really the wild card because who in the NFC besides the top like four teams are we really scared of in the NFC? Well, what I'm saying, I'm yeah, I was more so. Um, no, I, under, I, I get like they're already pretty much eliminated from that, so they're competing for three spots rather than four. Yeah, I no, think I Pats. 
Like the I yeah, like the Patriots are two and two five and already in. I don't think this offense. I mean, they have a I'm minus seventy six. Patriots are Packers for me. I think Patriots is Patriots is probably a little better because their losses have been abysmal. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Like we're picking them after a win, but that's that's the tough reality. And it was a good win too. <laughs> I know. I mean, these are going to get harder and harder each week. Obviously, oh, as we keep 100%. eliminating teams. Like we do this. I mean, next week, who knows? Like we might have to actually make a tough decision, or I don't know. Like Packers lose next week, um, it could get easier, uh, but. Yeah, Wait, there's I'm, a chance. I mean, every team does play next week, so we'll have definitely more knowledge on who to eliminate for sure. Wait, I'm just trying to think ahead. So 20, no, 14 teams make it. So 18 teams miss the playoffs, right? Yeah. Oh, so it lines up perfectly then for 18 yeah, weeks. basically. Okay. So it's, I think by week, I mean, we're already struggling a little bit. I think by week 11, we might really like, we might yeah. really have to start looking into it. It's going to get tough. <laughs> Like, I, we might have to eliminate the Steelers soon. Maybe do some good reverse, like, oh, juju there. I don't know. That whole division's in it. I know. It really is. That That's a, definitely going to go down the line. I mean, we haven't eliminated the Colts yet. I feel like that's a that's a one we have in our back pocket, too, with no Anthony Richardson. Yeah, but they could, they could like, sneak out that division or a wild you card. You think? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, if you think them, like, do you think the Titans? I mean, we can eliminate the Titans, too. We have no. that in our back pocket, too, I, with the Titans. Titan oh, believer. If the Titans lose, if the Titans lose this week, we can write them off. I'm fine with that. Yeah, we do have the Commanders still. We have the Saints, Bucks, Falcons. I don't know, man. That one might be waiting again. This that season. whole division, you got to wait because we just don't know, know. who's going to fall apart. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, definitely get tougher and tougher. So we're adding the Patriots to a team we are eliminating, joining the Bears, Cardinals, Panthers, Raiders, Giants, and Broncos. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much going to be our week seven reaction. We'll see you guys in a couple days for our week eight preview. Um, hopefully good slate of football next weekend because every team is playing. So there should be at least a couple good games. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up, leaving a comment as well. Um, and subscribing to the channel if you're not already. And if you're listening on Apple podcasts or Spotify, we'd appreciate a rating and review as well. So yeah, thank you all for watching and listening and we'll catch you guys in the preview episode. Peace.